Well, hello, listeners. I bet you weren't expecting an episode today, but because it is Halloween, we thought we would let you listen to our live episode from Halloween last year where we reviewed Halloween 3. Yes, the season of the witch. And I do want to get ahead of this uh, at the time. (laughs) I do not remember at all what we talked about. I have nothing to apologize for. So the fact that Paige told us today we needed to record an intro where we apologize for things we said, it surprised me, but scared me some. In this review, Paige and Todd go pretty hard against not only the actor Tom Atkins, but also his character. Hey, I stand by what I said about his character. (laughs) I am always pro Tom Atkins and his characters all the time. I do think I have grown to become always pro Atkins. I will say this is one of my favorite episodes. I had a lot of fun doing this. This was a lot of fun, yeah. This was like right in the middle of of COVID. And so like we're in a different mindset than today, which is also still in the middle of COVID. But (laughs) I was in a much darker place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mikey was, was considering living a life much in line with Dr. Chalice of, you know, being (laughs) drunk and abandoning children. Uh, But at the time we had not seen night of the creeps or the fog. And thrill me. I think we didn't realize, yeah, how thrilling Tom Atkins could be. So absolutely, I I am here to reverse my position on Tom Atkins as an actor. All I am pro Atkins all at day. this point. Love him uh, so much. Stand by my criticisms of Doctor Chalice in this movie. No, Doctor Chalice is perfect. He's my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's who you want to be in ten years. No, I I we're like opposites though. And like one, I like I want to get drunk and make babies. <laughs> Ladies. He wants to get drunk and abandon them. Yeah. <laughs> He's calling his children from a payphone with a six pack on it. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> so this episode is dropping on Sunday. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it is Sunday because it's the 31st, right? Yeah. So you are going to have a new episode tomorrow on, I think, Wicker Man, right? Isn't that what we're going to drop tomorrow? Yeah, it'll be Wicker Man tomorrow. Oh, wow. All right. So, guys, enjoy your Halloween 3 episode. And tomorrow you get another episode where we break down Wicker Man. And we haven't recorded that yet. And I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I'm sure it's bonkers. Here's what I'm going to tell you. For listener requests, it's No Fucks November. If you wanted to also make us watch the Nick Cage Wicker Man, I can't stop you. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I don't want to do two Wicker Men. Ah, oh, the bees! Guys, enjoy Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin, and it's a live show. Yay! Yay! I'm Paige Wesley, and with me, as always, I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, and you guys make me watch them, except this week, you sort of didn't, because we watched... Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch, yes. Yes. Yeah. A classic, um, arguably the best Halloween. No, I'm kidding. It's not. That is an (laughs) argument you would have with many people, yes. There are people that really have, you know, kind of bonded with this film i guess you want to call it and it's become (laughs) it's become a cult classic where people defend it very very fiercely and uh me and this film have a trauma bond (laughs) trauma bond is about right i would say um there there is some history behind this film if you're unfamiliar uh i feel like we should get this out of the way early um John Carpenter, <laughs> who made the original Halloween, his original vision for Halloween as a, I guess, series is he didn't necessarily want it to be a franchise. He wanted it to be more of an anthology. 
which means that each of the movies would be different. Also, I, I realize we jumped right into this and I feel terrible. Uh, thank you so much for waiting uh, for me to oh, have yeah. to take this whole onesie <laughs> off to pee and then put it all the way back on. So I'm sorry that took some time. Uh, if you guys saw that, if you guys bought the VIP ticket, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw me <laughs> struggling with buttons in the bathroom because my fingers were too sweaty. Um, it was quite a show. That's yeah. what I'm into. Yes. And <laughs> That's quite... my kink page. <laughs> good, good. Uh, quite a show was what John Carpenter wanted. And so he <laughs> really didn't want to make Halloween 2 at all. He didn't want to continue with Michael Myers. And so this was his chance to, like, prove his proof of concept for the anthology. And uh, can I, Paige, let me just cut in and say, I think this movie proves that you're allowed one good idea. <laughs> and that's where it ends. And that's where it ends. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna say so he's got. Right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's got many good ideas because he's got the yeah, thing. Yeah. He's got they yeah. live. He's got Halloween. I know. I know. I know. He's this got Escape from New bad. York. <laughs> I here. Here's what I'm gonna say, Mikey. This movie is enjoyable. I don't know that it's good. That is that is my take on the whole thing. I loved yeah. watching this movie. It is terrible. I feel similarly about this as I do about Nightmare 2, and I feel like they're a perfect double feature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guys, like, want to have a real good, like, themed night, that's the best double feature right that, there. That is the best double feature. If you want to ruin everyone's Halloween but have a good time yourself, Nightmare <laughs> 2, Halloween 3. <laughs> I mean, honestly, don't even invite friends over. Just do it by no, yourself. No, just do it by yourself. Yeah. Make, make a spooky cheese plate and, and get down to it. <laughs> okay, um, Paige, what are your first thoughts? Have you seen this before? Yeah. I I have seen this before. It was quite a while back. Uh, and then I had also listened to, there's a pretty famous How Did This Get Made episode about this movie where none of them had seen it. And then they went in blind, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, but it had been a long time. I knew all the stories about it. Uh, I knew kind of the basics of what happens in it. And then going in and watching it all the way through again, now like twice in a week. Um, it's been an experience. It has been an experience. For sure. Mikey, was this your first time seeing it? No, no, no. This was my least favorite horror film as a kid because it had Halloween in the name and Michael Myers never showed up. <laughs> well, he does for a second. We'll get to oh, it when we get to it. But yes. He cameos. Excuse he cameos. me. Uh, but as an adult, this is probably one of my favorites just because of how insane it all is. It's nuts. Yeah. I love the craziness Dr. Dave of or Dan? What's his name? Dan? Dan, Dan Mikey, you Dan should Chalice. know the name Dan Dr. Dan yeah. Chalice, best protagonist of all time. <laughs> that No! That is ridiculous. No. This this man is the most uh, functional alcoholic I've ever seen on film. I'm, I'm going to argue that he's not even that functional because he doesn't stop anything. <laughs> he doesn't get back to his kids to trick or treat and he doesn't solve a crime. He just happens to yeah. live through it being solved around him. Yes. <laughs> Technically, if he just showed up for his kids and stopped them from trick or treating, he would have saved more lives than going through the whole movie. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, though, at the end of the movie, it like. I just know that after, at the end, he's going to blame his wife for putting on the shamrock yes, uh, masks yes. on the kids. Like, he's going to somehow make that 
her fault. She bought those masks. No, Mikey, that's not her fault. That's what her kids wanted. It's not her fault. I am going to say that if his children live through the end of this film, there's a custody hearing coming up, and that is going to be, like, number one, is, like, well, she bought the masks. (laughs) I know I show up drunk to all of our visits, but she bought the masks. And it was the 80s. She's losing them kids. Should we get into this movie, though? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to say Dr. Dan. No, God. (laughs) Indefensible. Now, we open this movie on... I would say one of the worst horror film credit sequences ever, where it's literally just like names on a computer generated background, which reportedly took months to do. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the early 80s, although this was, I think, some of the worst credits I've ever seen in a movie ever. Oh, I like Halloween Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) that is literally what it is it's like you have died of dysentery and snakes in your face like yes yeah (laughs) you got a snake bite because it came out of your throat yeah oh Uh, you were not storing enough buffalo jerky in your mask um (laughs) yes we've got crazy oregon trail credits um and we've got a new score which is a little strange like, the music in this is terrible, and the original yes. Halloween has one of the best scores of all time. If you just recycled it, it'd be amazing. And if you wanted it to be an anthology, maybe we should have recycled that score. But instead, we get, like, a weird, like, Casio keyboard demo song yeah. just in well, the Paige, middle of these credits. You're only allowed one good score every <laughs> in your life. And he wasted it on Halloween. He wasted it on Halloween. Also, pardon me, I've got, like, three computers on this table, so... <laughs> oh no you're good so once the credits finally end which by the way the end of the credits is like a digitally rendered like pumpkin it's not worth yeah. the payoff it's no it's the, not the original it's with terrible. the decaying pumpkin is way cooler oh yeah we open on northern california that's all it says doesn't give us any more info than that that's all you need though right it's all you really uh, need okay also <laughs> This movie's way more enjoyable if you know nothing about California. Like, yes, because the logistics like of this, this movie. movie do not work. <laughs> uh, but So it says, Northern California, October, Saturday the 23rd. That's all we know. Uh, we see a man running under the freeway, and we see a car kind of slowly following him, like chasing him. Yeah. He runs into what looks to be a junkyard or like an auto mechanic that has a lot of like cars kind of sitting around it empty. And he runs and kind of bangs on the door of a trailer on the property, but no one will let him in. He ducks down, and the car chasing him seems to move on. He makes his way behind the building, and the car comes back. It drives into the lot, and as he turns to try and find a new hiding space, he bumps into uh, essentially a cameo by Pee Wee Herman, (laughs) just like standing there in a suit. Um, Yeah. Who knocks him down. They're fighting between two of the empty cars, and he ends up pulling the chain on a car block that's basically keeping the car immobile. The car rolls forward. Which is, like, the riskiest, this is the move I'm going to make while some guy's on top of me choke. It's like a video game, like, press X at the right time kind of Yeah, (laughs) I would say he had an equal chance of killing himself as he did killing Pee Wee Herman, who was strangling him at the time. He was, I mean, he was going to die either way. Like, this is like a last-ditch effort. I'm actually on board and going to defend him in this moment. Yeah. I think he made the right call, you know? I think It was so. that or, you know, lose a game of I got your nose. So, he, yeah. you know, he gets out of it in this situation. Little did he know that death was the secret word. <laughs> ah! 
Sorry. Wait, are you saying that all you need to deactivate the mandroids is to know their safe word? I'm saying Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Here's the one. This, we find out later that these are all mandroids. Spoiler alert. This is the only one that looks different. The rest of them all kind of look alike. And then this guy, for some reason, looks remarkably remarkably like Paul Rubens, which is very (laughs) strange. After that news came out, they changed the design of the androids. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, these are going to scare kids a lot. Um, (laughs) So he runs off into the night, uh, escaping the robots which we don't know are robots yet uh and the title they look like mormon missionaries really and they're just as aggressive yeah just door-to-door salesmen coming after you (laughs) they look like agent neo's like really conservative like cousins yes i mean i i think the first time we watched this and talked about this i i mentioned that it would be better if they were all played by hugo weaving well yes just like the matrix were just like mr anderson wear this mask yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so would you like to know how we got that big stone from stonehenge <laughs> never turns talk out about it's it. all fake um, <laughs> so we cut to a title card that says one hour later and that same old man has now run i guess for an, an hour? hour straight yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, listen he does what i think most adult men would do if they ran an hour straight dies and then it's collapse on the floor <laughs> yeah. and die yeah yeah I mean, he's not dead yet, but so he makes it to a gas station and at that gas station, the attendant is watching a TV in the office and we see a brief news story that talks about a stone from Stonehenge missing, which like, that's not an easy thing to go missing. They're like the size of buildings. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. People don't even know how they got there. So like, (laughs) how could you figure out how to move one? And we also never figure out how they get to Northern California. Mm-mm. So, yeah, we he, just gloss over that. He starts to tell somebody at some point and then immediately abandons it. Where he's just like, we had a hell of a time getting it here. No other <laughs> you, information. He literally says, you'd never believe me if I told you. Yes. And then, and then never on. tells. <laughs> yes. And then tell. Wait, we got it. We got to get there. We got it. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, So they cut from that news report to the Silver Shamrock commercial, which we are going to see conservatively <sighs> 562 times in this film uh it's eight days eight yeah. days is the first commercial eight days is the first one <laughs> eight more days till halloween yeah halloween halloween yeah it's really annoying and like why... and there's a creepy voice that's like don't forget kids i've come over to <laughs> yeah. the draw there's still more time to buy your silver shamrock mask for the big giveaway would you guys buy one of these masks because no one, i'm not a big mask guy i'm not either except now with the covid but Mikey, why would you put a mask on something that pretty? <laughs> exactly. Why would I hide this? I know. Exactly. But there's only three of them. Yeah, there's only three. Um, I will say, uh, like it's a good three. Like there's diversity. Pumpkin, no between one dresses the three. up like a pumpkin, though. It's a scary pumpkin. <laughs> it's technically a jack o' lantern. If it was a pumpkin, there'd be no holes for the eyes or mouth. But there's also witch and and uh, skull, I guess. Real talk, I kind of want one with no holes for a mouth. Just a pumpkin. <laughs> You're just like bumping into shit. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that Friends episode where he's got the turkey on his head, but just a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so oh. we've got like a skull, like a zombie skull, kind of. We've yeah. got a pumpkin, and then we've got a witch. Which, yeah. to be honest, like that covers, especially for the 80s, that covers a pretty wide 
birth of Halloween costume. Sure, yeah. This movie posits that all of the children have those three costumes, which just means that they're not creative and they're driven by materialism. Yeah, I mean, not all the kids though, because Doctor Chalice was trying to get his like kids some out of the box like costumes. But right. their mom shuts it down because she's the evil person in this movie. That's, I mean, that's what this movie wants you to believe, yes. <laughs> Which is insane! Wait, 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 wait. We don't know the backstory of this woman. Well, <laughs> she might have done some really bad thing. I, I, I will say that she may have hurt him very deeply, and that's why he drinks. We haven't even gotten there, Mikey, and I feel like that is a <laughs> giant leap. Because all this, this movie tells us... This is 100% projection page. It's one small step for mankind. <laughs> All this movie tells us is that this man sleeps with everyone in his office and then comes to his visitation with his children drunk. So I don't yeah. think she's the one who's probably making a bunch of mistakes. But no. again, that's like four scenes from now. Yeah, so, we'll get there, Mikey. We'll sorry, get there. I'm sorry. I've been preparing this argument for three weeks. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm at the Supreme Court ready to argue a case. <laughs> You'd so, lose six to three. Yeah, actually. Uh, so... <laughs> We see a thunderclap, and then the gas station attendant hears movement outside. He gets up and looks outside, and the old man bursts in, seemingly dying. He collapses, and he just says, they're coming. And he drives him to the hospital in his tow truck as a creepy guy in a suit looks on. Another one of the guys, kind of like the guy that they just killed in the junkyard. Yeah, one of the mandroid guys. Right. Yeah. At this point, we cut to the home of Dr. Chalice's ex-wife, who never gets a name in this movie. Does she not? She She's just ex-wife? Her name is Diane, according oh, to my... No, I think you're right, because he does rant about her later, where he's like, Diane's on my ass all the time. Yes. I, think, I honestly I think, think on right. the phone he says, shut up, Diane. I so think that's that how I might be, because he does at one point just... <laughs> at one point in this movie, he's just into a phone like, shut up. Just, would you just shut up? Shut up for like a minute. It's insane. A whole yeah. minute. It's great. So he comes into the house. His children come to hug him. I noticed when I rewatched it today that his children were eating dinner and they run up to him still holding their dinner. And their mom comes up and is like, we have to keep food at the table. And like, Which is a legitimate thing to sandwiches say. From it's because she doesn't feed them. She They're holding that food. one time because he was coming to there see. There is no evidence she for this those in the children. film. This is There's ridiculous, no Mikey. How dare you take Dr. Chalice's side? This He's is... a doctor. <laughs> He's Dr. Feelgood, and that's the problem. Oh, because and that's it. Literally, Dr. that's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he pulls out masks that he's bought them, which are kind of... Your run-of-the-mill Halloween store mask. One of them is a ladybug. The other one, I think, is a cat. Um, And they basically tell him, like, oh, mom already bought us silver shamrock masks. Like, we have the name brand mask. Yeah, nerd. Nerd. Uh, So they literally throw his masks away. Like, fuck the masks you bought us. They go and put on the silver shamrock masks and then, like, pull them over their head and sit in front of the TV where they watch the commercial again. Yeah, because the commercial's playing every 30 seconds on every channel. Yes. That's how I was with G.I. Joe's, though. I mean, that's because G.I. Joe's are awesome. Yeah. yeah, and they won't kill you with snakes, Mikey. Uh, Maybe uh, snake eyes. <laughs> Actually, Mikey has a point. It is Cobra. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I stand corrected. You do. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, but I do love that in this same scene. I think when they run off to the TV, you see Doctor Chalice take a swig from his flask. <laughs> you, uh, Isn't no. that this scene? It, it's guys. his pager. He he's answering oh, his okay. pager. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get pages and flasks. He takes a drink because Diane, always on his ass, is like <laughs> drinking and doctoring again. Yeah, she does say drinking and doctoring. What a great mix! And so it's his pager that he's looking at, and then he he calls in based on his pager. Well, he yeah. put her through nursing school. You don't know. She's not a nurse. There's nothing about this. Did we watch a different movie? Yeah. You cannot retcon a backstory that makes your like favorite character a hero when he is clearly a bad person. Well, actually, guys, I read the novelization as well. <laughs> there is no book of this movie. Stealing my joke to kill your to help with your point, you jerk. Oh my god, I I see her as just a single mom trying to get through it with a deadbeat ex husband who yeah. just shows up drunk to hang out with her kids and then never stays to actually hang out with them and just pieces out all the time. And will literally find any excuse to not like live up to his commitments to his children. Yep, yep. He's a bad dude, Mikey. He, he, we don't even know if they're really his kids. Wow. <laughs> this is before 23andMe, Paige. How are you supposed to know? We're going to get to DNA testing over this <laughs> one scene? Yeah, we got to move. move on. He's like, I don't want the government to have my DNA. Uh, so he calls. <laughs> no, he only wants 23-year-olds. To, we'll get there. Yeah, he we'll wants everyone in the hospital to have his DNA, but <laughs> not the government. Uh, so he calls into the oh. hospital. And he, but we only hear his half of the conversation where he's just like, okay, and what condition is he in? Okay, I'll be yeah. right there. And his ex-wife literally thinks that he's faking, where she's just like, sure, an accident. The, okay, sure, just leave like you always do. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that was probably what he did every time he had a oh, rendezvous yeah. with the coroner that he was clearly cheating on his wife with. We, we find out in this movie that at the very, <laughs> at the very <laughs> least he was sleeping with the coroner, if not oh, yeah. okay. every other nurse in this hospital. Yeah, here's my side. They had a breakup, and they're still on good terms, so he's not that bad of a guy. I wouldn't call this good terms. <laughs> so what you're saying, Mikey, is they were on a break? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm just saying the coroner and him obviously are not dating anymore, but she, like— I don't like, know hey, that that's the case. Okay? There is, yeah, that there is, is clearly not the case. We'll get to it. They are yeah, still actively dating. They're definitely they're, still bumping ugly. They're just, they're just friends with stuff. It's called benefits, Mikey. <laughs> You've been in this situation before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Paige, <laughs> and, we got to move on. Yeah, we got to move on. <laughs> anyway, so he gets to the hospital, and it's the old man that we've seen before, and he's holding a silver shamrock mask, and yeah. the commercial is on again in the background, and the man in the hospital has a visceral reaction to hearing yeah. the commercial. But we not, all have a visceral reaction to that commercial. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really annoying. But not before the, the the gas station attendant truck driver was like, hey, man, can I go? I don't need to be here. I would like to leave. He's like asking permission to go. Yeah. It was yeah. very funny. I he he's like I mean people need help but like do you I you don't need me right like I got shit to do yeah he's like I did my part and then as the commercial comes on and the guy the old man who's like lying on the gurney sees it he like just leaves he pieces like, out no, <laughs> the old man yells they're gonna kill us all yes. and the gas station attendant's like well I got yeah he go. goes they're gonna kill us all of us <laughs> he's just like I did my part bye. He fully gets up and walks away. And I think this is one of the first times, just because I haven't noted in my notes, this is one of the first times that we get 
a full shot of Dr. Chalice. Like, we linger on him in a close-up, which reveals that his wig is the best actor in this movie. And if that's not a wig, (laughs) I don't know what. It I'm is, pretty sure his wig had a wig. Like it was a very it's wiggy insane. Movie. It's a, yeah. I I honestly believe that Donald Trump saw this movie and was like, "Give me that. I want that." Give one. me that, but like wispier. I he, yeah. that guy has Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and I want to be a worse father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany saw possible. this and was like, "This makes sense. This is exactly yeah. what I've experienced." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, this oh. guy has like Burt Reynolds' face and Donald Trump hair, and it's it's real real upsetting. Fun say. fact, uh, uh, Dr. Chalice does follow Tiffany Trump on Twitter, though. <laughs> that, that, that is that such makes, a niche joke. Like, if you get that, I love you so much. If you don't, I'm that sorry. That makes one person with that haircut following her on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you for the tag. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, so <laughs> we see Dr. Chalice flirting with the nurse that is taking the old man in. Uh, no. They're friendly, Paige. They're no, just they're... really friendly. They've worked no, each other for a long time. You do not smack your friends on the butt while you walk down the hallway. He there is not is. friendly. He, he is he sexually, sexually harassing harasses her. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Paige. Yeah, that is yeah. sexual she harassment. Was like, I got cartoons on in the doctor's lounge. I got you a snack and all this other stuff. And then he slaps her and she goes, watch it. I play for keeps. Yeah. It's called it's called sexual harassment, Mikey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a two-way thing. I mean, Ooh. I would say that by saying she plays for keeps, that just means that, like, she wants him to wife it up. Like, I don't see... Again, he's flirting with people in the hospital. Like, it's... You know, yeah. he's at work behaving inappropriately because he's drunk and a doctor yeah. at work. <laughs> <laughs> Your idol, Mikey. He's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even save people in this movie. He saved that old white guy. <laughs> no. Of course he did. No, he didn't. He saved them at first. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, it doesn't stick though. Like that's no, the problem. It does not. Because as he we see <laughs> As we see the camera turns and one of the suit men is there at the hospital. Uh yeah. we see the doctor go through his office where he has a full size fridge of all booze. Yeah. In the office. Mikey sees no problem with that. I can see it on his face. It's I mean, it's Don Draper levels of drunkenness, but he has scalpels. It was a different time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the 60s. Like, Don Draper's a different time. This is the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if it was cocaine in the fridge, it'd be fine. It'd Honestly, be, it'd, I'd rather my... I'd rather my surgeon be on cocaine than on, like, alcohol. It'd be historically accurate, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Movie's not set in the real world. It's set in, like, a parallel world. Also, there would never be cocaine in the fridge because you always keep sugar in the pantry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Paige knows what's up. Thank you. In in my headcanon, he just stole a mini bar from a hotel room and then... Took but the it, whole thing and plugged it into his office. But it's a full-size fridge. I mean, like yeah. a kitchen fridge. Uh, Mikey, that's not a mini bar. That's just a bar. It's not that's even a, nice a bar. Hotel. It's just a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a. It's just a random. It's his office. It's a, just a desk, and then a full kitchen fridge full of beer. Yeah. And everyone, it's yeah. Everyone's just okay with it, and it's a problem. Uh, so we cut back to the old man's hospital room where the suit 
guy, the mandroid, as we'll find out later, sneaks yeah. into his room and then he smothers him with his hand. And at first I was just like, use a pillow. What's wrong with you? But then right. we realize that he uses his hand to literally cave in that man's skull by breaking his nose and basically tearing his skull apart. He literally plays like worst case, got your nose. Like that's yeah. what he's doing right there. Like I've got it and I'm dragging it with me to hell. <laughs> And, <laughs> and I'm going to take it over to the drapes and wipe my hands off on it. I couldn't figure. Here's the other thing. We knowing what happens two minutes later in this movie. Why did he bother? Yeah. I, well, OK. And also when he breaks his nose off or whatever he does to crack his skull to death or whatever. He like in that shot, you see no blood on his hands. And then right. he walks over to the drapes and his hands are ma auto magically covered in blood. Yes. Oh, it wasn't blood. It was snot. And, he, and that's just nasty. So he just he had to do that. Just red. Snot. I mean, that would be gross. And I, I mean, honestly, you gotta clean the snot off your hands before you pour gasoline on yourself and light yourself on fire. Because what if you slip and it just drops and you can't? It just you yeah. gotta make sure you got. These are precision tasks. Precision tasks. And as he finished the precision task of ripping that guy's face apart. Uh, the yeah. nurse from before sees him coming out of the room and then sees that the man is dead. So she screams. Dr. Chalice runs out and then she just screams. She doesn't give him any valuable information. She's just like, ah, man, Dr. Chalice, help that help. man, he, help he man. Because he chases right after that guy. I honestly feel like if you watch the scene, Dr. Chalice, I feel like should have just run down the hallway and not stopped. Because when he walks over to the nurse that he just sexually assaulted, she's like, no, you're supposed to follow that guy. And she right. just says the same line again to get him to leave. And then he just calmly walks use. down the hallway. Like, not not fast. Not, not going to catch anybody. Listen, he is old man. He's an old man. He's an old man running. So the Terminator can walk slow through a hospital killing people, and it's fine. But Dr. Talent does it. He's a big loser. The, first of all, the Terminator is a robot and can kill anyone in his path. Actually, it's yeah. a cybernetic organism covered by bionic skin. That's why they have to send it. Anyway, so like. Thank you. You're welcome. But Dr. Chalice <laughs> is trying to chase after somebody who he doesn't know is a robot and ostensibly, ostensibly just like walked in and killed a patient. And he's just like, I'm going to take a leisurely stroll down this okay. corridor. In his defense. Okay, somebody just got murdered. He's a doctor. You have to look like you want to do something, but do you really want to catch a murderer? <laughs> In his mind, he's like, I'm not security, but I need to look like I'm doing something here. I like to you think got a so safe face, but you don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? I like to think in I've his mind, it. he's like, well, that guy's already dead. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> he's not going to get more dead. He's not going to lose more of his nose. Yeah, that's not that's Officer true. Chalice. <laughs> He thinks it is later. He thinks it's Detective Chalice in about yeah. 60 minutes. He yeah. also seems to think the coroner is a private eye. So, like, <laughs> he's a little confused. Uh, but so he yeah. walks out of the hospital into the parking lot where the man covers himself in gasoline, lights himself on fire, and then his car explodes and no one reacts. Everyone is just super calm about it. Yeah, literally all of the hospital staff that we've seen walks out in like a semicircle around the car and just watch that car burn and like the car next to it sort of also burn. Right, right, right. Well, if you're in a hospital where it's okay for doctors to have fridges full of booze, accidental death just becomes a part of life. Yeah, they're all totally lit and they're just like, man. Get the marshmallows. That's what I was thinking. I was like, who's making s'mores? Yeah. Too bad Dr. Chalice moved all the chocolate and marshmallows out of the fridge for more beer room. 
<laughs> we cut back into the hospital later uh, into the doctor's office where we see the laziest fireman costume ever. Paige, it's, it's I love favorite. that you brought this up. I, it's my favorite part of the movie because it's literally just like a plastic fireman hat you buy at like Party City. It looks like and the then... big foam ones. It looks like Priscilla Queen of the <laughs> Desert presents a fireman. It's insane. <laughs> oh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert is like a great reference. Uh, but, and they also have just like a cardboard F on yes. it. Yes. And it like There's is no as actual he walks. like number. Yeah. It's just an F. I know. And as he walks, it like flaps off the the helmet it's insane and he's, he's just a wearing... volunteer firefighter <laughs> well he's just he wearing... honestly he's wearing just a black shirt and pants like he's clearly just an extra that they were like the fire department would probably be here right there was an explosion i don't know can we get a hat from costume just like pick that guy i don't care and they just like Although... threw a hat on somebody Paige, the fire department fully never shows up because that car is just straight up burned out yeah like what are you gonna put it out <laughs> <laughs> They're not sending their best people. No, no. They're not sending anybody. Absolutely not. Uh, at this point, the doctor calls his ex-wife to tell her that he can't pick up the kids. And he's like, listen, there, Todd, two people, two people died. No, it wasn't. An, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. It was a murder or whatever. Yeah. And she's just like, this is bullshit. You do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, I know you're phone, lying to me. She's just like, yeah. sure, a car's on fire. Got Shut it. Shut up, Diane. <laughs> He's oh, the worst. He is the Diane's worst. Diane's just not understanding. He did witness two murders. <laughs> uh, he did. He did. I mean, whether or not he remembers them fully because of his level of intoxication is debatable. But, like, he was there for sure. Um, <laughs> the old uh, man, uh, his body's carried out, and the silver shamrock mask is left behind. The doctor p- picks it up, and he seems to kind of put two and two together, even though he has no information that would lead him to believe that mask is linked to anything that has happened already. Wait, before they take the old man's body out, doesn't Ellie walk in and see Not her? Not yet. That's, oh. the, that's, the, that's the next scene, because we do get a cut to the next day where... The smoldering car is just still there in the parking lot. Yeah, because the fire department never showed up. Right. Well, and this is when we talked about last time. Mikey had to inform us. Go ahead. I had someone I work with whose ex-boyfriend came and lit their car on fire with a gas can. And it burned all the way and almost lit the building on fire. And the fire marshal was like, it's a crime scene. You have to keep it here. And they left it there for two weeks. The, The shard remains. So that's what happens when a car gets arsoned. Arsoned? Arsoned. Hardcore arsoned. Yeah. Hardsoned. <laughs> and the guy left the gas can and everything. It was like. <laughs> it was definitely me. Find yeah. the prince. I dare you. Anyway, he's in jail, but I learned a lot about how <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he is. Yeah, so, that's where he belongs. We then cut back into the hospital, and this yeah. is where Ellie has come to claim her father's body, which is the old man's daughter, Ellie. Um, and essentially she doesn't get the full story of what happened. They're just kind of like some crazy dude killed himself over it. We're not really sure what happened. Yeah. I mean, in fact, she doesn't talk to Dr. Chalice at all in this scene, although he is looking on her planning his attack on her, (laughs) but she talks to the cop and the cop is like, yeah, some crazy man came in here, killed your dad and then ran to his car and set himself on fire. We're still investigating. Give us a few days. Hopefully you'll. Wrap you it know. up. Case closed. The murderer was in there. He's dead. It's a problem solved. Yeah. Wrap it up, boys! <laughs> Somebody sweep up this car. 
He does say he thinks he's on drugs. Yep, he does. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of... This movie really tries to set up Dan Chalice as like a sexy debonair doctor instead of just like a poor man's Donald Trump. But like, like if there was a porno, Don, hang on. Of Donald, Donald Trump, Trump is a poor man's Donald Trump. That's true. Uh, but like, if there was a porno version of the White House, the guy that they got to play Donald Trump in that porno looks like this guy. <laughs> Page harsh. That is so true. Like it's that the most my accurate. So hard. Yeah. You sound just like Diane. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. This is the QAnon conspiracy we actually need. <laughs> I was thinking he's more like if Burt Reynolds had like a really hard decade. If like if Burt Reynolds accidentally washed his hair with bleach and then got really into Cheetos. Yeah. That would be really this. Guy. Yeah. So we cut to a scene of Ellie kind of crying in the hallway and he kind of like orbs up behind her. He doesn't say anything. He though. doesn't say anything. He's he just planning his her. attack. Yeah. He just watches her. We get a title card that says, although <laughs> yeah. Paige, he does go see me and she turns around <laughs> and looks at him and then turns back around and then he turns into a cat, <laughs> but like it's his face on a cat. <laughs> and then as he walks out, he's like, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so sorry get, i'm so sorry we get a title card that says three days later wednesday the 27th uh this is where we cut back to the hospital dr yeah. chalice is pressing for autopsy info for a man who exploded <laughs> i'm like what do you yeah. what what do you think he died of the fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah we think he burned alive oh really yeah uh natural causes as in fire is <laughs> natural it is one of the four elements, right? <laughs> he was just hitting her up, man. I mean, we all know it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely, this is where we find out that he fully slept with this coroner and plans to again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he basically tells her that he wants information on that autopsy. So basically, as they're cutting up ashes, I, I, I have to assume <laughs> that they're doing it like lines of cocaine, just like with a credit card. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he died of this fire. <laughs> Like, I don't ashes know. to ashes, gears to gears. gears. Yeah, I think he was waiting to see if the guy was actually on drugs or not. Which, how could you tell? I Like, there's no way to tell at that point. So you really would have an actual body. I realize the car exploded, but it doesn't you like blow it. You would have a charred to... body. Yeah, yeah. You would, so you would probably be able to dig deep enough and figure out something. But yeah, I don't guess. understand. I don't understand why the doctor is like... He's like making it seem like the coroner's doing him a favor by giving him the results. And I feel like that is information he should have access to, right? Well, I also no. feel like I'm like, Oh, is it not, Mikey? Yeah, it's know. it's not something she would directly give to him. She'd be giving it to the police, but like Well, listen, he gets it by giving it to her. That's he, all I'm saying. He does. Yeah. I feel like all she's gonna find, even with a body, she's just gonna be like, Yeah, it turns out this guy had bones. Like that's all we're gonna find out. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like, there's no way she's going to be like, let's see, high blood pressure, and it tastes like mm, diabetes. Like, there's no way. But this is some great barbecue sauce. <laughs> that, oh, that's a, the that's char on this is perfect. See the smoke <laughs> ring? So he's just playing the long game and trying to use a bone-related pickup line with her. <laughs> he's like, got any bones for me? And she's like, no, you got one for me? And he's like, yes, damn straight. 
flop. I like how you say plop because he is an old man. He's drunk all the time. Of course it's flop. <laughs> so oh, we, we got to get there. I have so many jokes about that. I'm we, so sorry. We cut to we get a title card that says it's two days later, Friday the 29th, and he's in a bar in the middle of the day. Shocking no one. No, okay, so it's not the middle of the day. I feel like the bar has either no, it's not yet opened because yes. all the like all the chairs are still on the table. So yeah, the bar is brunch. <laughs> there is no food at this bar, Mikey. Oh no, peanuts in a, a bowl brunch, are not yeah. brunch. Oh my god, that's so. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got mimosas? No. <laughs> We've got warm cans of PBR and another can of shut the hell up. That's the kind of bar that this is. Yeah, but can you turn the cartoons on? Yes. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, but this, this is where we find out that they're playing the original Halloween on, on Halloween. The and then Silver, Silver Shamrock is doing that giveaway. Right. And this is the only yeah. place where we see Mike, My- Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Right, right. It'd be a lot weirder if it was Mike Myers just like, hello, hello! Donkey! Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm making waffles. It's, yeah, it's it's Michael Myers. Um, so oh, man. we see that they're going to play it for the giveaway. Then the Silver Shamrock commercial comes on, and he's basically yeah. like, please change it. Which, by the way, us in the movie, this is like our fourth or fifth time seeing that commercial already. I hate that commercial. It's insufferable. Okay. It is so awful. I hate the most is that they never say what the giveaway is for. It's because there it's isn't one. It's for death, Mikey. It's death. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, like. We're giving you Stonehenge giving- magic. Be grateful. <laughs> you get a free snake with every mask. Look, is it had to be something good enough to get everyone to tune in, but they never say what it was. It's really crazy. It's- I think it's a legit surprise giveaway, and yeah. they, they set it up that way because that's like uh, you never have to pay off on that because it's not a real it's not a real surprise. Except I guess the surprise is just mass murder, Mikey. Well, if they're just gonna make it up, be like you guys could win a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, on the off chance that their plan didn't work, they'd have to follow through with it. It's just like when a cult leader is like, "Don't worry, the world is definitely gonna end very soon," but they don't give you an official date. Right, do this LSD and have group sex with me. Yeah, Dr. Chalice. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Tuesday. He calls them doing rounds, okay? (laughs) No, Mikey, no. I'll buy the next round. Doctor, do you mean do the next round? He's like, you heard me. So Ellie, the daughter of the man that died in the hospital, shows up at the bar and she introduces herself and she says, one of the nurses said I could find you here, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> he owns the bar. No, no he does he not, does own, not the own the bar. Although he probably has spent more at that bar than that bar costs. I mean, it, you know, it's rough when your coworkers are like definitely getting loaded today. That's where you can yeah, find he, them. He's like, oh, it's 930 in the morning. Yeah, he's at the bar. <laughs> His shift is until 1030. He watches his Saturday morning cartoons down at Ken's <laughs> drinking whiskey. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I just picture him, like, eating cereal with Bailey's. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds amazing. I, you know, I said it, and then I was like, but with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> that might not be that bad. Uh, <laughs> it's a very Irish breakfast you have there, Paige. That'd be Lucky Charms. 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. Sorry. That'd be gross, though. Oh, that'd be gross. Gotta pick something a little more subtle. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> gin? gin? Gin and Lucky Charms, guys. Come on, get on. Gin <laughs> is an aromatic, Mikey. Anyway, okay, so. I am so out of my element with this. She asks if her father said anything before dying. And he says, yeah, he wait, said. Wait, Paige, can I do it? Yes, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't have a drink. Hang on. No, no, Paige, you be her, then he'll be the Dr. Challen. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did my father say anything before he died? Also, what that dick do? He said, tell Ellie I love her. <laughs> You're a bad liar. <laughs> oh, and then he fully grabs her arm as she starts to walk away yeah. and, like, gets right in her face and is like, he said they'd kill us all. Yeah, he's like, he's I like, don't know insane. what I saw that night. I, I saw some shit. Like, he talks to her like he just got back from Nam, and he's like, you weren't there. <laughs> the guy got his nose ripped off. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know why he didn't just open with that and be like, no, he didn't. But also the man who killed him ripped his skull in half. Sorry to upset you. Don't have an open casket. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, uh, morticians can do wonders on bodies and make people look great. We don't need to talk about your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys later. But Ellie, yeah, I'm surprised you have two layers on. I'm, I'm, I'm like real surprised you only have two shirts on, Todd. <laughs> That's it. There's definitely wow. four more under that T-shirt. Yeah, you know. It. <laughs> um. So she's really ready to grab on a conspiracy theory about her dad. She's like, I knew he would be murdered. He owns a toy store. <laughs> well, Willy Wonka's rough. What we find out, because she does take him to her father's toy store and kind of walk him through you know, the store. We see the masks there, so he was selling them. And she yeah. takes him through his like day planner. And she's clearly already looked at it because she's taking him through all of the entries. She's clearly looked at them before. And she's basically saying that she knows that he made it to dinner one night, but he never made it to his next appointment. And in between, he was supposed to go to Santa Mira where they make silver shamrock masks. And she thinks yeah. something happened to him between here and there. I have so many things to say about this scene. Okay. One. Go ahead. <laughs> The woman he was supposed to have dinner with denied that he made it. She should be the prime suspect, right? No, she says no. he did make it. No, 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 she says he didn't. Yeah, that's right. The 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 other people said he did make it. She's and her name is Minnie Blankenship, by the way. Yeah, she did it. First off, we know it. No, Mikey. No, she she fully <laughs> did. Why am I not surprised that Mikey is trying to find any woman he can to blame everything on this movie on? She should be investigated. We don't know if she's in on it. Mikey, who hurt you? <laughs> Minnie Blankenship did. <laughs> Minnie Blankenship invited me to dinner. That's what happened. So anyway, then Ellie was like, I have vast memories of running down the aisles of this toy store. It's a one-room store, though. <laughs> With one aisle. And she does say aisles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's all I got for this scene. But I mean, you know, and actually Dr. Chalice does a great job of telegraphing this in the scene because she says he he went to go pick up more masks in Santa Mesa or wherever this Santa Mira, silver yeah. shamrock Santa Mira is, and he looks over at the mask display that is fully bone dry. Yeah. So we know that that's where he died. Well, I mean, also we saw the movie, so we know what happened, but okay. 
put yourself in their shoes. So you have two options here. Okay, so he was supposed to go to dinner with this woman we know nothing about, and he, she says he, she never made it. He never showed up anywhere else. Or he got killed at the mask factory. Well, here's what I'm going to say. We don't know how... <laughs> We don't know how well what his, we don't know how well his daughter knows the woman he was supposed to go to dinner with. Okay, true. But how well do you know anyone? <laughs> We're all wearing masks. This is going to be on the next Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. I know it. I'm just saying they're terrible detectives. I mean, they're accidentally right. They're not detectives. One's yeah. a doctor and one's a daughter. They're I, double D's trying to solve a murder. I will say <laughs> that they go out to Santa Mira purely as a fact-finding mission initially and then stumble into evidence that foul play happened. Paige, I will say that they don't go out there on a fact-finding mission. She does. Yeah. He fully goes out there to bone her. He goes out on an ass-finding mission, yes. <laughs> and honestly, hits pay dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, f- a fucked finding mission, if you will. <laughs> Paige, I love you. People <laughs> handle grief differently. Oh, pa- we, we've got to He has there. nothing to grieve. <laughs> he witnessed two murders. <laughs> he barely witnessed those murders. He didn't see the first murder happen. He just saw a car explode, and his reaction was just like. Hey, he's still grieving the pain that Diane has caused. Him. Oh, my oh, God. Man, Mikey. So he goes outside the toy store and calls via payphone to tell Diane that he can't take the kids again and that he'll call her Monday. By the way, it is Friday. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because earlier in the movie, he said that he's going to take them all night Saturday. He's yeah. going to babysit his kids because he's a shitty dad and he says stuff like that all, all night Saturday, right? So she can right. go out and have her own life or whatever. Anyway, so he cancels those plans and he's like, yeah, I've got to go to a medical conference. No, I don't know the number to the hotel. Bye. He hangs up, yep. grabs a six pack from the top of the phone booth which I know some of our fans loved that moment, and runs to her car, gets in, and then I guess they just make siren sounds with their mouth as they they drive away. Okay, because the car pulls away. It's not a cop car. There's no cop cars on the screen. There's no ambulances, no fire trucks, nothing on the screen that would have a siren. But as their car pulls away, we hear sirens. If you're going to go try to solve a murder, would you not do a siren? I would totally do a siren. Mikey, fully I would. Like 100% I would do that. Especially if I've been drinking and I'm still drinking in the car. I do think it's funny that he makes her drive. Yeah. He's like fully, I'm going to day drink. You've got to drive. Well, here's what's really funny is he day drinks the whole way there. He he kills that six pack in the car. And then when they get there, he's like, I could use a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's wait, real brutal. Wait. I honestly think his car was the car that was parked next to the car that exploded <laughs> and it is now in the crime scene so he can't drive because his horrible ex-wife wanted him use her car. I mean, the reason the car right. exploded was because of the high-proof alcohol. <laughs> just in the car. They're like, it would have been fine, but there was like a whole flat of Tito's in the trunk. <laughs> and that's what he's mourning because like, that was a lot of Tito's. Oh, yeah. He's sad about the Cabo Wabo he had stashed in the, dry, in the glove compartment. So on the radio as they're driving, we hear another Silver Shamrock commercial. We hear that song again. And then they take off on the road to Santa Mira. And as they go, they're kind of getting information about the town, that it used to be a dairy. And a wealthy Irishman took over the town with his toy factory. They basically only make the masks and the whole town is Irish. So... 
Yeah, this is where you yeah. find out that this movie has like a Hallmark movie channel economy where like <laughs> our town is a Halloween town and all we make is masks and everyone does this like Christmas decorations and I felt channels. I felt slightly attacked by this movie because my hometown in NorCal is Irish, but like, you know. We do like a big St. Paddy's Day thing. They don't make anything. It's Northern California. It's the tech industry. Everyone just lives there to commute into the city. <laughs> but also they say that this guy's like the richest guy in the world. Yeah, he's one of the richest people in the world for making Halloween masks. A thing that you only <laughs> sell once a year. Unless you're one of the three Halloween stores in Burbank, California. Yes. He's Elon Musk. <laughs> no, he's Willy Wonka. No, you know who he is? He's Robin Williams from Toys. Like that guy's dad, the prequel. Yeah, it's even with the robots. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that movie's terrible. Uh, <laughs> He's the first one to put a mask on the moon in a Corvette. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this. Uh, so they get to the town. Everything there is Irish. Uh, they reveal that it's a company town. Basically, the yeah. factory owns the bulk of the town, and everyone living there also works at the factory. Um, most company towns are kind of outlawed at this point, uh, but in the past, company <laughs> towns would even potentially pay you in company shares or company money that was yeah. only good in the company town, uh, making it impossible for people to stop working there. It's sort of like slavery on some level. Yeah. I guess not quite as bad, but like it's still it's really bad. bad. That's why it's been outlawed. Yeah. This town's different because they're robots, too. Well, no, the robots came in and took our jobs. There's a guy yeah. who that happens to. We meet that guy, Mikey. Yeah, he has a whole, he literally has a whole, like, they took our jobs. Like, and then speech. has to take it in the, ma- we'll get there. We yeah, will we'll get, get there. What saying is that this movie is a metaphor for the. Gentrification, yes. The, no, no, the, no. the, the, uh, the, auto, the make the industry with the, ro- with the arms. What is Automation. It? Automation is yeah. the word you're looking for. Yeah, Auto- automation and gentrification. Yes. Yes, and killing the American dream, which represents the children. Yeah, leave it to the Irish to come in and kill the American dream. <laughs> they were right, <laughs> Mikey. I don't know if you're making a joke or making a point, but they're both working. <laughs> I don't know. Why can't it be both? Yeah, we, we or neither <laughs> or neither. Uh, we see that uh, there are closed circuit cameras everywhere. Yeah. And- well, and Ellie even says, I feel like we're in a fishbowl because, like you said, it's a company town mm-hmm. and everyone is like noticing a different car and like staring at it. Yeah. And yeah. they decide that it's too late to go to the factory that day. So they're going to go back to the gas station and get a couple rooms. He says a couple rooms in the hotel. It ends up only being one. He does say that, but I will say that Ellie's like, let's go to the factory right now. Yeah. And he fully says, it's like why don't we slow We can't it? go. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I want to get a drink and it's way too late. It's like noon. It's he, way too late does. for us to go now. He says it's getting late. And besides, I could use a drink. Yeah. Mind you, he just killed a six pack in the car on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they get to the hotel where a walking Lucky Charms box gives them a tour of the room. <laughs> He's also the gas station attendant. He he's yeah. pulling double duty here. Yeah, it's, it's Warwick Davis as the leprechaun showing them around. Just Tall like, Warwick. Yeah, yeah. Ah, me coins. Uh, so <laughs> the doctor goes off to look at the register in the office and sees that her father did sign into that hotel. Yeah. Uh, with the signature of a teenage girl, which is very strange. It's like there's like a heart over yes, one of the letters. It's really, yeah. really weird. Um. 
Tell Ellie I love her. Uh, that's because you know who really signed that book? Missy no. Blankenship. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I kn- <laughs> She's good at covering her tracks. You know what, Mikey? You're starting to win me over. Yeah. Why isn't someone asking these questions about Missy Blankenship or Minnie Blankenship? Honestly, Missy, Minnie Blankenship has been killing people all over the U.S., retired to Florida where she gave birth to Ted Cruz. Turns it out, all checks out. She's the Zodiac. Turns out she's just one of many <laughs> Missy Bl- Mini Blankenships. The original <laughs> Mini Blankenship retired years ago and has been living like a king in Patagonia. <laughs> How dare oh my you? God. Every Mini Blankenship takes on a new dinner date and they go on <laughs> calling her Mini Blankenship. <laughs> so, as they're getting loaded into the hotel, uh, Mr. Cochran, Conald Cochran, the Irishman who owns the factory, drives yeah. by, and slowly. the man who, yeah, slowly, and the man who owns the hotel basically says that there he goes. That's Conald Cochran. He's a true genius. And as he's explaining it, a Winnebago full of American tourist stereotypes pulls up to this hotel. And they are the worst. Uh, yeah, because as the doctor is walking back to the room after like doing, they almost kill work, him. Yeah, well, okay. They they pull into the spot, and then it cuts to the doctor's perspective, and then someone off camera fully just throws a bike at him. Yes, and that's supposed to have fallen off the Winnebago or whatever. And that's when I forget their names. You know their names, Paige? Uh, Buddy Senior and Buddy Junior, I believe. Is well, what yeah, it is. and then his wife. And yeah, then his wife, who we do get introduced to. I don't remember her name, um, but the Buddy Junior takes that bike and rides off through the parking lot. And they're like, don't ride into the street. And then he rides directly into the street. Well, and turn around and flips her, his mom, the bird. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, eat a dick, mom. Look at his. I'll die in a car accident if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like dying in a car accident is a better way to go than the way he goes later on. I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, What's yeah. his faster? I don't know. The car Speaking accidents factor. Experience. Faster. Yeah. Like if he got hit with an 18 wheeler, then yeah, that way would be better. But I mean, because it's quicker. His brain turns into snakes later. Yeah, that well, gotta yeah, hurt. That's... I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know what the magic of Stonehenge feels like. <laughs> yeah. but Inside I think it you. might hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it is taking every bit of my self control to not start singing. What's the meaning of Stonehenge? <laughs> uh, so he leaves forty dollars at registration and like. Doesn't ask for change. Doesn't tell them what room. Just like leaves $40 and then comes back to the room that well, they're now staying in. But when he says that to the purveyor of the the yeah. inn or the motel they're at, he's like, oh, thank you. That'll be amazing. Because that person hasn't seen real money in ages because they're in a company town. He's like, $40? That's like a million dollars here. <laughs> yeah. They only pay us in <laughs> pots of gold and we're pretty sure they're chocolate coins. So Yeah. I'd work for chocolate we're gonna have a new patreon level starting monday (laughs) four chocolate coins equals date with mikey Uh, (laughs) so where he will fully talk about past relationships immediately and his theories about mini blankenship Uh, this is all getting too close to home for me (laughs) so so as they're loading into the hotel room, another car drop, drives up and a woman gets out. And we just hear her kind of like talking to herself where she says, dumb factory, got their orders messed up. Now I have to stay in this dump again. They go into their room and he reveals that her father did stay there on the 20th. 
and he says it's getting late and i need a drink and yeah it's a catchphrase it's it's (laughs) not a catchphrase it is a problem yeah it is cause for concern is what it is yeah he fully needs an intervention fully and he says maybe i should get another room or sleep in the car it'd be more comfortable than sleeping on the floor and she says where do you want to sleep and he says that's a dumb question and then they proceed to have sex and it is so upsetting i thought they just made out no well, they do make out but then it like cuts away during the make out which to me signifies sex uh they just he... sort of yada yada through the sex so there's two sex so this is not the lingerie scene right? no, no this, this, is not. this is the first scene uh and believe it or not this is because i rewatched it today he sucks on one of her boobs and it's i in, know it's in the shot like yes it is like really happening and i'm just like Oh, okay. Shoot. Wow. All right. He was yeah. just wanting a white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so this is the first sex scene. This is I want to first... point out that this is sex scene number one because we need to talk about something when we get to sex scene number two. Yes, we do. So Let's this is continue. this is sex scene number one. After that sex scene, he goes out to get a drink. He goes yeah. to the well, he said, store. Let's get a nice bottle of liquor to share after this. He did not, and he drinks together. it all himself. Yeah. <laughs> so we hear as he's out buying liquor that there's a six o'clock curfew alarm, and we see all of the other residents of Santa Mira basically closing up their homes, including yeah. a little baby kitten. It's really cute. <laughs> I mean, I have five cats within close proximity to me. So yeah, I see that all the time. <laughs> it looked like it looked like my kitten. I was very like oh uh, Oh, mccready yeah so there are cameras everywhere the feed from the camera kind of looks like oregon trail though yeah the night (laughs) cam night vision cameras aren't going well for anybody it was 82 they looked horrible yeah uh so we gotta send some robots out that's either a uh, that's like a light or (laughs) uh that could be a cat cat. or a terrorist (laughs) i don't know So Dr. Chalice is walking home from the liquor store and a person experiencing homelessness approaches him and says, that bottle looks heavy. Mind if I have a sip? (laughs) Which like coronavirus or no, Uh, I know that he follows up and he says, I'm clean. I know. And and I realized that on the cult podcast show right before this, we shared a monster and had to be like, don't worry, we all got tested. Um, But a complete stranger. That's a little, I know, uh, but they That's share... a risky move at the height of the AIDS pe- uh, epidemic. Well, is a I disinfectant, mean... you guys. No. <laughs> no. The, I mean, no. Um, but he, he uses this as an opportunity to be like, hey, do you know anything about Cochrane? Yeah, and, and this guy spills the beans. He does. And this is where we find out that when Cochran came into the town, he brought everyone with him to work in the factory and wouldn't hire any locals. And so it basically killed the town. And everyone who lives there, with the exception of this man who lives in a cardboard like shanty kind of thing, everyone else works for the factory. And this man also brings up the TV cameras of like, hey, they're watching you. And he cusses the tv cameras out uh yeah. to his detriment i would say and, oh yeah because they come get him yeah he also yeah, so, threatens to drive to the factory mm-hmm. with a bunch of molotov cocktails <laughs> so well cochran's like willy wonka and the robots are the oompa loompas 
I mean, they're the Doom Paloompas. <laughs> so uh, the doctor moves on, and then the man walks back to his kind of like lean to kind of house and eats a handful of Easy Cheese. I thought it was like a slice of bread I and think, easy cheese. And, watch, <laughs> and watching it this time, I think it is a slice of bread. It's just not very clear. So it looks like he's just squirting easy cheese into his hand. You think he took it right to the dome? Like he was just the, like, ah. The first time I watched it, yes. I thought that it was like <laughs> that scene in Goofy movie where it's like leaning tower of cheese. Uh, but this time, when I watched it today, I was like, I think there's bread there. I, I hope the, there's a bread cheese- there. <laughs> A cheese with sandwich is just as sad as squirting it in the air. Yeah. Especially Guys, it's pretty good, though. Yeah. I I mean, I love, like, easy cheese on crackers and stuff. Oh, Um, yeah. Ritz crackers, easy cheese all day. But I'm more of a wheat thin person. But whatever. The suit people (laughs) show up are like, we we heard that shit you were talking about those Molotov cocktails. (laughs) Get on your knees. Get on your knees. And they, they crush his skull, or they decapitate him, but it looks like he's servicing one of them. It's the way it's shot. It looks yes. like an MMM threesome, and yes. one of them is forcing himself on him. Yes. And honestly, he does end up giving him head. I'm so sorry. If you thought that camera angle was bad, you should have seen it through the night vision camera. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, is that Paris Hilton? What? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so... As the doctor's still walking back to the motel, we cut back to the motel where Ellie runs into the woman from the parking lot. And she says, are you picking up an order at the factory? And basically explains that Silver Shamrock is so difficult to order from. She'd been dealing with them in person. And that's why she's there staying. She says that the masks have been kind of defective this year and that the logo on the masks is falling off. And that she doesn't think that should happen. That checks out. The richest company in the world that makes Halloween masks you can't order with yeah. online. You have to go to the actual factory. <laughs> well, there is no online. But, like, the <clears> other <throat> the other thing, It was too, 82, Mikey. You can't mail in your order or whatever. People well, or call them. She does say, she's like, the mail-in orders are a pain and they don't really work. So yeah. she says that. The other thing that she says that's insane is that she's like, yeah, I'm a little mom and pop store in Union Square in San Francisco. And I'm like. Just like Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Union Square is like the most expensive. Like it's the tourist center mm-hmm. of San Francisco. Yeah. And she was gonna marry that guy, but his family doesn't like Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's the ghost of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes. She introduces herself. She's Marge Gutterman. And Ellie goes back into the hotel room and takes a shower where we get a full boob and bush shot of her in the shower. Oh, as she's getting out of the shower? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, It's full frontal. Full frontal. Yeah. We cut to- It's (laughs) classy. It's classy. We cut to Marge Gutman's room where she puts her glasses on and she kind of like reclines in bed to read for the night. Um, the doctor shows back up at the motel and uses the phone to call in the office to call the coroner. And the coroner tells him that somebody mixed the envelopes up between human remains and the parts of the car. And they've been autopsying part of the car and they don't know what part of the car, (laughs) but it doesn't seem to be human. And she's starting to suspect that somebody is tampering with evidence. And he tells her to look into Connell Cochran. 
she's a coroner. Connell Cochran's alive. <laughs> I mean, and, that's not okay. her job. And she says, you're going to owe me so many dinners for this. And yes. he says something to the effect of, I'm, I'm always, always ready, ready to have dinner, for dinner for with you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a good yeah. line. That's a good line. That's a she, she even calls him on it. She's like, no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. So he comes, he comes back to the room with a bottle and a bucket of ice. And this but, okay. is the lingerie scene. Yes. And Paige, before he goes back to that room, he called her from the office. Not yes. because that's the only place there was a phone, but because he is dating that coroner and does not want that coroner to know that he is banging Ellie. Well, they are not exclusive. <laughs> well, she is. He fully is not. I don't think anyone knows what anyone else's status is, including he doesn't know how old Ellie is, as we're going to see in just a second. Yes, uh. that's my point. Okay, but we'll get to it. Let's get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, so he comes home with a bottle and a bucket of ice, and she is in crazy black lingerie. And crazy by, I don't understand her lingerie. Because it seems to be one piece that would be difficult to get on and off, which is like not the I'm point for of lingerie. Oh, you like, like a puzzles. challenge? A puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get this off? I don't, yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, he figures it out, though, because they fully start boning here. Yeah, we got to watch the whole thing, and it's real. It's a slow, sensual bone. <laughs> it's, it's almost as bad as the sex scenes in the room. <laughs> And he does like, you're old enough, right? Not until oh, after. No. That's after the second time after. they have sex, Mikey. At, and it's only after the second time they have sex and he's stalling because he's like, aren't you tired? Because so he's fully an old man and does wake, not want to have sex again. Yeah, they wake up to hearing the commercial on the clock radio, radio which yeah. was not playing before. It's almost like it turns on magically to hear that commercial. Well, whenever um, you have sex, it turns on easy listening because it was <laughs> on easy listening and then the commercial came on and he changed it to another easy listening sta station. Right. So uh, this is where she tries to have sex with him again and he's like, aren't you yeah. tired? It's like, please, and, I'm an old man. Yeah. And this is where she at, he asks how old she is and she says, I'm older than I look. Which is not an answer. That's not. No, it's not. It's not. A, that's it's not, not a number. That, it's not an answer that makes me feel feel legally covered in that situation. No, no. And this is way too late to be asking, frankly. Yeah, after the second time. Yeah. In Doctor Chalice's defense, this is the most sober he's been with having sex with her. <laughs> Doesn't make it not illegal, Mikey. No. Uh, we. Do you guys want some numbers, though? Hang on, I looked yes. this up because I thought it was insane. Doctor Chalice, when he filmed this scene, was. 47 years old. The actor was. The actress playing Ellie is 23. So their age difference is 24 years. Their age difference is older than she is. <laughs> oh, it makes no sense. It concerns me. Mikey's face concerns me right now because he's like, that's plausible. I, I mean, here's the thing. He's a doctor. <laughs> Hey, not a good one, not a famous one, not even a rich one, because he's probably paying alimony to those kids that he hates and spending time support. with. Yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely. A pending DNA test. <laughs> he just <laughs> he gave his test results in manually to the nurse at the front. Uh, <laughs> she spit it into a cup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Mom. 
we we cut to Marge Gutman's room and yes. she picks up the little trademark disc off the floor and kind of inspects it closer, seeing that there's a computer chip on the back. She pulls a bobby pin out of her hair, which is crazy that she was sleeping in bobby pins and not like... And here's the thing, like if you're doing curls, sure, but her hair's just down and she's just like, bobby pin. <laughs> and then she plays with it, with the bobby pin, and it zaps her in the face. With yeah. a laser. With a with full-on G.I. Joe blue laser. All the power of Stonehenge directly <laughs> yeah. to the face. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want a Stonehenge facial, trust me. Right. Although I do love that it cuts back to Dr. Chalice and Ellie having sex. Right. And they're like, what is that? And he goes, who cares? <laughs> that is what A happened. woman is dying by laser next door. He's, He's like, know who, that? Cares? What? He, he, who cares? We cut back to Marge's room and she is now very, very injured. Her whole, oh, yeah. like half her face is gone and bugs are coming out of her face. <laughs> it's cool makeup though it's a really it cool is. it is really cool yeah. makeup i do have some fun facts about it later but yes nice. um they after they finish having sex they come outside and there are a bunch of people in lab coats loading marge's body essentially into a van yeah and he goes to offer assistance because he's a doctor and they're like no 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 we're just gonna take her to the factory so she can have medical assistance there and he's like what? we have a great room in the factory yeah and <laughs> So it's he basically tells them that she'll get the best possible treatment at the factory. Um, but it, they're real cagey about it. We also overhear them talking where they say that it was a misfire. Yeah. So at this point. I also like that he's a doctor, but like never brings it up during this whole scene. Like, no, he does. Okay, he fully runs yeah, out and goes, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. They're like, get yeah. away, get away, get away. Get they're away. like, you yeah. smell like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> who are and you dr they... jack daniels <laughs> yeah when that robot opened... was like the breathalyzer function activated he's like no sir you're not a doctor not mm. in this moment sir not with that blood alcohol content i'm just picturing the scene in terminator where we see like through the terminator's lens where he like picks responses and one is just like get help asshole <laughs> just like <laughs> bottom so uh ellie wants to leave because she feels uncomfortable, but not before going to the factory the next day. So the next day is Saturday the 30th. He goes to the office to call the coroner again. He never calls her from the room. Right. But there is a phone in the room because we have I know. Be because he doesn't want Ellie to know he's dating the coroner. I it's just so. a long conversation. <laughs> Why have it? <laughs> Why not have it in front of her? She's on the same case. No, I mean the conversation about explaining who the coroner is. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He doesn't... He doesn't want to have the DTR conversation with Ellie. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So uh, this coroner says that she sifted the ashes. This is where you just she... want to turn her grief into beef. <laughs> God damn it. I love you. Mike. He's a doctor. <laughs> so he's got a hot beef injection ready for her. And he wasn't the only thing misfiring last night. So they got to get to the bottom <laughs> of what's going on. Oh my God. So the coroner <laughs> says that they've sifted the ashes and there was nothing human in them. Right. And this is where he asks about Connell Cochran and she's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll look into it more. Yeah. They go to she's the like, factory. I'll Google it. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I know. I was like, did is he, he just give her an errand? Yeah. Like go to the <laughs> library and look at microfiche. You dumb bitch. I'll give you this dick when I get home. <laughs> Crazy. 
There's no easy way for her to find that information. It is an insane thing to ask of a random person to be like, can you look into this random person? And there's no way his his D is that good. That's It's not worth that. I mean, I don't know. We'd have to ask every woman at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So we go to the factory. Oh, they go to the factory. And there's suit people everywhere. Like the mandroids yeah. are everywhere. They find out that her dad did pick the order up the next day. And they ask to talk to somebody who might remember the order and they remember it and his car and that they loaded him up. And so they kind of feel like they're at a dead end. But the annoying Winnebago family shows up. Yeah, buddy, little buddy and his wife. Right. Yeah. And they're there I to see. I think you mean the top mask sellers in the country. The top oh, mask yeah, sellers are. in the country. They're there to see Connell Cochran because he's going to give them a tour for being the highest salesperson. And... They introduce, or I guess as Connell Cochran comes out, he tells them he's going to replace their order and asks for their names. Uh, and this is Dr. Chalice and Ellie. They say that they're Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He tells them that Marge Gutman has been flown to the hospital in San Francisco yeah. and basically is trying to like calm them down. Yeah. And invites, she'll be completely fine. Yeah. Invites yeah. them on the tour. And they basically go through the factory and it is actually how they make latex masks like it is the real oh, process shown yeah. in the movie yeah um but as they go through they go through these toy rooms with like a random giant organ and all these like little mechanical toys and in the back there are mask displays one of them is the michael myers mask yeah little easter egg yeah did not see that even though you guys told me about that last time, and I totally <laughs> forgot, and I missed it again. It's same, all good. Mikey, fully same. And this is, but this is just the Silver Shamrock like Hall of Fame because they used right. to make like party gags and stuff like they that. They used to make well, party yeah. gags. This is where Buddy's we... wife was like, he made toys, and that's how he's a billionaire, right? Well, and Buddy is the one talking to Doctor Chalice, and he basically says, "How do you not know about Connell Cochran? He invented sticky toilet paper and the famous dead dwarf gag and the soft chainsaw." As yeah. if we're supposed to know about all those things. As if we're just like, you don't say. The dead dwarf gag? Is it about a dead dwarf? Like, it, no clue. No idea what's happening. I do like that they had one, again, good idea. Sticky toilet paper sounds like a funny prank. And then they were like, prank. we need two more because comedy comes in threes. <laughs> and then the next two were not funny things I mean, at all. Soft chainsaw is also a pretty good one. I, am, I imagine right. that's, like a, that's like a retractable knife. Oh, I thought that that was just what Dr. Cochran refers to his member as. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys want my soft chainsaw? No, I think he's like, do you want to drink from the chalice? (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, you want some pimp juice? I'm sorry. We got to stop. Girl, my cup floweth over. (laughs) Athletic cup. My athletic cup... (laughs) (laughs) so as they're going through hi natalie hey baby as they're going through he lets them know that they won't be able to go to one section of the factory and that's for final processing and he tells them it's like quality assurance and where they put the logos and stuff on and he tells them that they can't go there because they're volatile chemicals in that room right 
and they've but it's laid- really a layer it's like the entrance to the layer of the evil yeah but like they area. have yeah. they've labeled it final processing like it says it across yeah. the door just in case you forgot how to get there it should have been just called final act right because <laughs> that's where it three. takes place <laughs> <laughs> So this is where we get the comment from Buddy's wife about Connell being one of the richest men on earth yeah. and that he got that way by selling cheap gags. We see more of the suit men. And at this point, Dr. Chalice is like, Ellie, I think we should go because these look like yeah. the men that killed your father. And as they're walking out of the factory, they see her father's car. They get surrounded by suits and they literally make a run for it where they go yeah. back to what looks like a completely different hotel room. Like it's set dressed completely what? differently. Yeah. Yes. It's bigger too. There's like a living room area yes. and a bedroom area. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, you see, Dr. Chalice is not a reliable narrator. <laughs> He's not so narrating. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, what? so you think this is all just taking place inside his own mind? Uh, maybe. I this mean, is that not tale how he's banging a twenty-three-year-old as a fifty-year-old that, man. That's, that's true. true. Turns out he is the twenty-three-year-old, and the twenty-three-year-old <laughs> is a metaphor for his <sighs> hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he says, "I'm going to go call the police." He goes to the office to do so. The phones yeah. are dead, and because he's also banging the police, and he doesn't want to do that in front of Ellie. Yeah. It's called networking. <laughs> <laughs> sure uh he comes back to the room and ellie is gone and the suit people and the police are outside so he locks the door but it's clearly like made of cardboard because they bust immediately through it and he runs out the back of the motel through the neighborhood and the santa mira police literally speed by him like yeah. driving like 60 miles an hour on city streets. And <laughs> we follow one of the police cars, which parks and reveals that they've got Ellie in the car. Yeah. Well, they take her to the factory. Yeah. They take her to the factory. Yeah. Which is why he follows. Right. He follows. He does find a payphone, which is also dead. Uh, yeah. He hides so, in that booth while the police car pulls away. If he was a bad guy or he was just using her, he wouldn't even follow her to the factory. He just let her be kidnapped and go home, maybe? I think he's still uh, trying mean, to solve a murder. Yeah. Is that really what he's doing? <laughs> Anything to not spend time with his kids. Yes, yeah, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more avoiding the kids than, than yeah. interacting with, with her lady bits. Um, well, I mean, it's probably also a little bit of column A, a little bit of column yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, he, He's enjoying the lady bits. Business yeah. and pleasure, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I do love when he walks up to the factory, he climbs onto a window, just like yeah. fully onto a window that is locked. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to inside the factory where he just like orbs out from behind a shell. Yeah, it doesn't show him breaking in. It just shows no. that he is suddenly inside. Yeah. I mean, it was a really cool story. You guys wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> Hell of a time getting in. I'll tell you something. So he goes through the rooms that we saw on the tour, the mask room, the toy room, and he goes back through the toy room into a private office where he sees an old woman knitting and it turns out to be a robot. Oh my God. (laughs) But not a really sturdy one because he's just like, and then her head falls off. Yeah, he shook it a little too hard and the head came off. Yeah. He shook her head right off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Uh, so 
You were going to win me over with ACDC parodies all night. Uh, so hands grab him from behind and toss him back out into the factory room. And he has to fight with one of the suit guys who's trying to strangle him. And he punches into like the torso and yellow goo comes out because... Yeah, he punches the split pea soup out of him. Yeah, Paige. it's literally a robot. I think it's orange juice is what it is no. in Fun Facts. <laughs> it's like that It's like that from concentrate yeah. orange juice stuff that, poor, like that I drank when I was a poor kid in the 80s. Yeah. Because it's delicious. No, just like Oompa Loompas, their blood is butterscotch. I don't know that that is true on any level. He'll be turned into marshmallows in five seconds. Um, <laughs> so... He gets up, hand covered in in robot viscera, and yeah. Conald walks over with more robots. They've clearly been watching him the whole time, and he's carrying the old woman's head, and he just says, it was a rare piece, 1785 from Munich. And I'm like, they were making robots around the time of the Revolutionary War? I honestly think they were. I think if Germany was making robots in 1780, they would have won World different... War II. <laughs> I mean, all that robot did was crochet. Like, it wasn't like a complex robot. Okay, but, like, how many sweaters could you make with that robot? <laughs> yeah. I could make zero. Seize they the means of robot Russia. production. <laughs> That's true. They, they could have gone into Russia. <laughs> they wouldn't have died of frozation. It would have, like, worked out. I do love that in this scene, Cochrane is talking to the other uh, mandroids. And like it's like he does not see Dr. Chalice there. Because yes. then he like goes, oh, hey, Dr. Chalice. Like, you were standing right next to him. Y he's the you reason you're in this room. I know. He's the one who shook the shit out of your robot. Yep. Uh, it's a real power play. And he does say, as a medical man, <laughs> you should find this interesting. And I'm like, why? They're not people. He's not a robot scientist. <laughs> yeah, you're confusing a surgeon with a mechanic. Yeah. What? No! <laughs> I think anyone in the 80s would be like, man, robots are cool. I mean, I feel like even now, if you were like, oh shit, Terminators exist? Yeah, I do find yeah. that interesting. As a it is movie. of interest to me and my survival. This movie is sort of shitty Terminator. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and he basically says about them, uh, the internal components were quite simple. Convincing, aren't they? And I'm like, no. They've looked fucking weird this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I was convinced. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm convinced I mean, it... because they were played by humans. Right. But like, That's what I was going to say. But they do stand out. Like, they're not convincing anyone that they're, I'm just a normal American man in a suit. Like, when I watch Ex Machina, that's convincing. She's going to wander <laughs> off into the world and be fine until she murders a ton of people for their skin but like in this <laughs> mo in this movie no they stand out i think that's why they all just work in that town yeah but they go into the final processing room and then they go down to the basement and he says no one has ever dreamed about anything like this a vast ancient technology the stone <laughs> from stonehenge and it's surrounded by old-timey computers I mean, but they were advanced computers at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Now but they're old-timey. If I yeah. say it's surrounded by computers, people are like, laptops? And I'm like, no, like armoires. Okay. Is this when he monologues his whole evil plan? Yes, yes. it is. Okay, yes. so we can go over it, but I have some questions first. Uh, so his I'm plan not going to have answers for you. Okay. 
He makes the little chips that go on the mask. Right. Yeah. It's a microchip. Right. Yeah. And he puts a piece of Stonehenge in the microchip. Yeah. yeah so in the that little circle. Yeah, thing. the microchip is what turns your face into snakes, and yeah. the Stonehenge particle is the power source. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, leave and it to the Irish the... to destroy the world with pogs. And the computers <laughs> send in. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. Yeah, in the eighties, the computers send an evil message to the commercials that that activate all that. Right, right, right. I really think it's just the strobe light. I think the chips have epilepsy, and that's what triggers the. The uh, I guess snake yeah. brain. Stuff. I don't know if you know, but like druids didn't have strobe lights, so like when Stonehenge has a strobe light on it, they're just like, oh no, and that's why <laughs> the explosions that happen later create that electrical. Sur- None of this makes sense, Mikey. This no. movie doesn't okay. make sense. Yeah, I'm just just checking on it. But what he says is that it's the ancient sacrificial stone. And this is where he says, we had a time getting it here. You wouldn't believe it. And then doesn't tell him how they got it there. <laughs> I want that's the my prequel. favorite part of the movie. I want the prequel that is Irish Oceans 11 of them stealing that and getting yes. it back to Northern California. And he says, the stone has power, even a particle. And they're in the trademark pogs that go on the back of the masks. Um, and... He shows him on a closed-circuit television that Ellie is strapped to the table in the other room. He explains that Marge Gutman died of a misfire where a chip went off before it was ready to. And he says, you need to see a demonstration. There's one coming right up. And they load the family from the tour before into, like, what looks like a TV set of a living room. And they tell them that they want them to evaluate the marketing campaign and they want them to watch it. And so they're like, okay, sure. So they lock them in there. The kid puts on the mask. They play the commercial. And the mask basically disintegrates a little bit in the front. And the kid's head turns into snakes. And the snakes bite the parents and kill all three of them. Yeah. It's a real roundabout plan. <laughs> oh, so it they're is. poisonous snakes, too. That's even worse. I don't think it matters <laughs> if, they, if your face turned into one. Like, no, but I mean, like, for the parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think If they weren't poisonous, I think the parents would just be like, oh, no, now we have to call an exterminator or get multiple nets or burn this house down. Yeah. Because <laughs> they weren't super into Buddy Jr. No, I think that the mom for a second was like, like oh, oh, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> but then she was just like, snakes. Snake. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> now we'll never find the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> So oh my God. it kills them. We cut to yeah. a storefront full of TVs playing the, not the official commercial, but the like one more day and basically letting everyone know the giveaways happening that night. We cut to Dayton, Ohio, New York, Nebraska, Louisiana. It's fully seven cities. They show yeah. seven cities. That all look the same. They're like Los Angeles. And I'm like, that looks like well, Houston. It, it's supposed to be people like, it's supposed to be like kids trick-or-treating and in right. two of the cities, they're fully on a hike. Like, yes. that overlooks like the skyline. Right, like, right, right. Like, there are no like, houses up there. What or, are you doing? Or TVs. No, old man Withers, Smithers' house up in the woods. He's got the best. He's got full Snickers bars. He's got Come like a 60-inch. We're gonna watch the commercials together. Oh, 60-inch TVs. Yes, Sorry. yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Not, not a dick that right. would extend out his front door and down to any children that wanted to take a snack on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh. 
60 inches long. Like that, that hang out your pants. I'm aware. <laughs> Not because I know. I'm just saying I know what that's a long length. <laughs> Can we move on? So, <laughs> I love when Mikey gets uncomfortable. So all of these children are hurrying home for the big getaway. A lot of them are already sitting in front of the TV wearing masks, which like, how long do you want to wear a mask? Like, that's a, this oh, whole it's still so hours dumb. until yeah. this happens. I do love that at the very last like uh, city they show, there's like a van with like a megaphone attached to it. Yes. Like, Everybody get home for the giveaway. Get inside Idiots. and put your masks on. <laughs> it's like now. It's like what's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. I it's know. I'm going to win that giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> so the coroner. That's how we get people to wear masks. Now I'm. <laughs> Thinking of an idea right now. There you go. We cut to the coroner's office where she's going through the ashes and she's only finding gears and springs. So she's trying to call um, Dan Chalice and is, he's unavailable. So she calls another doctor named Roger and she says, I don't think this is a car part at all. Let's talk about this tomorrow afternoon. And as she hangs up, a man with a suit is there. He picks up a drill from the other room and he basically comes in and drills her to death and yeah. not in a sexy way, no, in, in like a brain damage way. She's literally trying to get drilled the whole movie and finally does, but not how she wants. Oh. No, not consensually. She died how she lived. No. No. Uh, that guy was a real tool. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get a tool. <laughs> Yeah, Mikey, it was a power tool. We get a title card that says 7.30 p.m. Halloween night. And uh, on TV, we hear, enjoy the horror-thon, don't miss the giveaway. And this is where he starts to lay out more of his plan because he's got Dr. Chalice in essentially like an office alone with a TV. They've tied him to a chair. They're going to put the mask on him. Yeah, this is like drunk halloween james bond right and, and it, he, yeah <laughs> yeah it is and he just says <laughs> i love a good joke a joke on the children and i'm like i don't think he understands jokes because this is yeah. not he not clearly funny. does not no um, his humor is very dark his humor is very dark <laughs> yeah and he says you don't know much about halloween in our old celtic lands the veil between the worlds is the thinnest halloween the festival of Samhain. 3,000 years ago, the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. And he basically is like, we were witches controlling our environment, and the planets decide when they need sacrifices, and now they're in alignment. So we stole the stone from Stonehenge. We're going to use it to kill all the children. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love how he like he blames it on the planets being aligned. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I've noped out of conversations when someone said something like that to me. I don't know if you oh, know. Oh, no. But I mean, I, I, I'm i sure you got a bad uh, bad grade on that test. Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> I was oh. like, Mercury's in Gatorade, and so I've got to murder all the children. <laughs> you guys, to really go through that, you just need to murder three million children. <laughs> uh, we, we get a shot of a clock that says 7.50, so we know that Dr. Chalice has about an hour to get out. Um, He scoots his chair closer to the TV and kicks the TV in. So destroys that TV. Yeah. And when he he sobers up, he gets angry. (laughs) You don't want to see Dr. Chalice sober guys. He's like, I've got a headache and the shakes who wants to die. (laughs) (laughs) And he is not on board to watch John Carpenter's first Halloween film. No, he's like, I ain't sitting through this shit. 
Um, <laughs> which missed opportunity. Like, wouldn't we have rather all sat through that one? So yeah. <laughs> he gets a shard of glass from the TV and cuts his hands free. And then he takes the mask off and tosses it over the camera in one perfect shot. Million to one shot, Doc. Million to one shot. Yep. He spent a lot of time in bars playing darts. <laughs> that actually sort of checks that, that out. That checks out. That checks out. Yeah. And his aim is suddenly good because he hasn't had a drink in like two hours. But his hands are shaky. Right. And also ring tossing at the circus <laughs> when he's super drunk when he takes his kids. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's like, you want this goldfish? <laughs> I know I only see you once every three and a half years, so let's make it count. <laughs> Do you remember me? I'm your dad. <laughs> no, no, Jack is not your father. I know your mother's been telling you that, but it's actually me. The DNA test came back. Jack's also my best friend. Oh, and the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> so he climbs through the air vents and yes. they basically find the mask on the camera so they know he's on the loose. He climbs out of the air vent right next to another camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> not planning it great. Uh, he makes yeah. it out of the factory into the warehouse. All the suits are looking for him. And he uses the phone to call his ex-wife. And this is where he's just, shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Diane. Just shut up for once. Shut up, Diane. Um, and then she fully just hangs up on him. He does yeah. sort of say something to the effect of, don't let them wear their masks. Yeah, he tries to get And then on the other the end of the out. phone... Yeah, on the other end of the phone, you hear her say, you're just jealous, and then she hangs up on well, him. Well, he says, the last thing he says is, I'm not drunk, and then she hangs up. <laughs> Which is something she's heard a lot she's and like, then hung sure. up on him. Yeah. Uh, he, he then wanders through the factory and miraculously immediately finds the room where Ellie has been taken captive. <laughs> like, without or a map. Or is it Ellie? Or is it Ellie? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. They run down the hallway. They pop out into the room with the stone from Stonehenge, which is full yeah. of people. They hide behind a rolling cart of masks, which, like, I don't even know why they have that cart. Right. The masks have gone out. Like, it's too late. These, well, these are extra there are, masks. There are no masks in this area. The masks right. are upstairs and at a different part of the factory altogether. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... Uh, they... I, I, do, I do love that the doctor sneaks over there, hits nine buttons on a very complicated VCR. That he's and never had to stuck. use before, yes. I know. And he just, like, knows it because he's a man, I guess. And then he, like, sneaks back away, but that turns the commercial on. Right. Inside well, and, that area. And as he kind of sneaks away, he finds a box full of the little, like, evil pogs. And <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And he... Cause he... he... Y'all didn't grow up with drunk grandparents who would come over and mess with your electronics very much, did you? Uh, no. No. Can't say that I did. But but he literally walks over there and like makes it rain pogs down on these Yeah, he climbs man up onto like a catwalk and makes it rain pogs. And yeah. the logic of this plan is like just batshit. Yeah, how did he yeah. know that it would cause an electrical storm inside and kill them? I think I think we're supposed to believe that he understands what happened to Marge Gutman because that's how we would know. But he didn't see that and he doesn't know. So and there's also no way he could know that that would work. Right. What he saw was the snakes coming out of them. Right. Right. On the on little Billy. Right. 
So he doesn't really know. But yeah. so he drops the e- evil pogs. It shorts out all the computers and all the robots. And yeah. the stone makes the computers glow in a ring. Uh, yeah. And Cochran claps I, for them as they escape. I feel like this is just like every movie in the 80s had to have a slow clap. Because he's just like, you magnificent <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Dylan, oh, he's you like, son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He just might as well said, like, the real season of The Witch was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> well, he would, except that after that, the stone blasts him with a laser, and then he explodes into a shower of sparks. Yeah. And Ellie and the doctor ex- basically escape as the factory itself explodes and collapses in on itself. Yeah. Um, they run back to the motel and then drive away. He's yeah, tr- seen- cheap Irish Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes, Marion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he scans the radio to see if there are any news stories about it, but of course there aren't because no one knows no. about this. Ellie yeah. is super quiet in the car and then reveals that she is also a robot. She's Ellie Bot. Ellie Bot. All right, pause. Okay. So technically, he wasn't having sex with an underage girl. She wasn't a robot her. the whole time. She, yeah, she got turned. I into am going to say that she was, and that he was just masturbating. <laughs> Mikey, no. They turned no. her into a robot at the factory. Yeah, she is currently being burned alive in whatever room she's actually in at the factory. We don't know that he was. He was lured there because they knew. That the mystery-solving, world-saving Dr. Chalice needed to be stopped for their plan to succeed. That makes no sense. This is a ridiculous rewriting of history to make your hero an actual hero. Because in their world, he is Indiana Jones. (laughs) And like Indiana Jones, potentially had sex with underage people. (laughs) Rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark, people. It's Dude, the in college there. student that has the love you on her eyes? No, no, no. Marion, who's like, I was a child, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. Oh, oh yeah. It That's is dark. I'm sorry. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> they, they crash the car into the tree, and she's trying to, like, Spock grip him to death, and he <laughs> hits her with a crowbar, decapitating oh, yeah. her. Yeah, he splits her pea soup, dude. <laughs> And then he closes the door and her arm attacks him, Bruce Campbell style. But this man is no Bruce Campbell. No. No. He can't handle the physical comedy that's required to sell this scene. But there's nothing Dr. Chalice hates worse than hand jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Controversial. I mean, he's. I get it. I get it. That's fair. Controversial opinion. If Bruce Campbell had been Dr. Chalice, I'm here for this movie. 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be on Team Mikey for this whole movie if even, it was Bruce Even with the age difference. All yeah. of it. Keep it Absolutely. in. Absolutely. <laughs> even if it was Bruce Campbell from, like, Burn Notice Bruce Campbell. Yeah. If, if it's, like, I'd Ash versus board. Evil Dead Bruce Campbell <laughs> yes, in this movie. Yes. I'm here for it. Yes. I agree. I agree with you guys. This movie needed a Patrick Wilson, and instead it got this guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. P-Wills can do no wrong. P-Wills could do it, for sure. So her torso comes after him and then falls and dies. He runs along the highway. And this is basically the same run that the old man took in the the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because they wrecked their car when Ellie bought attacked. Right, yeah. He makes it to the same gas station 
and that same poor gas station attendant who just is constantly being screamed at by people coming from that factory. I and, wanted him to one time be like, fucking white people, man. <laughs> uh, he demands that guy's phone. He's like, your phone, it's life or death. And then he calls. Who does he call? Exactly. We he don't calls know. One number, Paige, he calls one number that connects him through to every TV, TV station. station out there. Shut it down. And it's like, who are you talking to, man? Is that the FBI? It's me, Dr. Chalice. I've saved the world countless times. <laughs> <laughs> we named the dog Indiana. Like, no, it's, there's no. So, yeah, he does successfully get some TV stations to turn them off. But right. then you see, like, people change the channel and it's still on another one. Right. We get to the third channel and the commercial is starting and we just end on him screaming into the phone. Stop it. Stop it. Shut up, <laughs> Diane. Shut up. Um uh, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the movie. movie. Okay, so I think this is a happy ending for him because his children are now dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even have to punch them. Possibly Diane. Possibly he Diane. Didn't have, he didn't have to commit to the younger woman. Because she's a robot. Well, she's dead now, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see that. And he, he kept his job, got rid of his work hookup, and everything. Oh, so what you're saying, Mikey, is you love this movie. What what you're saying is your ideal storyline for him after this movie is he just starts over in a new town. Yeah, he's like, time to go to the new hospital. <laughs> yeah. No one needs to know who I am. Get the I walk boys. alone. I'm Dr. Ballas. <laughs> he's like the Hulk with a good Jack Daniels bottle. You know what would be really funny is if this movie ended and he's just like, everything and everyone I know is dead. Time to become a New York real estate mogul and run for president. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got the hair for it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, so Paige, having seen the movie, having talked about it, what do you think about it? I, I This movie is terrible and I love it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. It is batshit insane. And I am here for it every time. I've watched it every twice time. at this point. I'll watch it again anytime you guys want me to. It's yeah. horrible, though. It's fully a bad movie. Yeah, I understand yeah. why John Carpenter walked away from the series after this. Absolutely. As as anyone would, because it's yeah. madness. <laughs> he walked away because just like you two, people couldn't appreciate his genius. <laughs> I think he walked away because he was like, I need to make Escape from L.A. and I don't have time for this shit. Oh, yeah. He, he moved on to Snake Pliskin, a yeah. different kind of much better snake. I do like this movie. I think it's really silly and fun. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. So, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. I have, I have quite a few fun facts for you. So, not us with your fun facts. A novelization of this movie was actually published in 1982. I'm sorry. They did make a book of this movie? They do. And it was actually by a science fiction writer named Dennis Aitchison. Aitchison. Is that one of L. Ron Hubbard's aliases? No, I think it's just this guy's hard to pronounce name. Um, oh, okay. Fair enough. But uh, he published it under the pseudonym Jack Martin. And despite the film doing really, <laughs> really badly, the book became a bestseller and was actually reissued again two years after the film's release. What? Was it yeah. the only book that year? <laughs> 82? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the song London Bridge is Falling Down was actually chosen for the Sil Silver Shamrock jingle because it was in the public domain. So they didn't have to yeah. pay anything for it. 
at around an hour and 20 minutes where he throws the mask over the camera. It took over 40 takes to get that shot. That does not surprise me at all. Just 40. It might surprise you to know that the reason they did that shot is because the director tried doing it during a test and did it on the first try, but cameras weren't rolling. Oh my god! <laughs> so they had to try it forty more times. I bet the director was telling Doctor Chalice, "Was like, dude, I did it the first time yeah. I tried it." Yes. And Doctor Chalice is like, "Give me a beer." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it sober. Uh, when he looks at the register in the motel office, all of the other names on the register are the crew. So basically, the cast oh. and crew all signed it. Um, oh, that's cool. The gas station that we see a couple different times, the one with the gas station attendant, is the same one from John Carpenter's The Fog two years previous. So it's the same location. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen The Fog yet, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, if you're a frequenter of Halloween stores, you may know that using the original molds from the movie, the skull, the witch, and the jack-o'-lantern masks were mass-produced by first Don Post Studios, and now they're produced by somebody else, but they're currently in retail stores, so you can buy these masks if you want to. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the small town of Santa Mira is also the setting for Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1956 version. Oh, oh. And, yeah, the uh, Silver Shamrock Factory was actually an old milk factory. So that's why we have the lines in the movie about, like, it used to be a dairy because it was an old milk factory. Because it was? Oh, that's cool. Yep. Uh, so a man named Dick Warlock, that's his yeah. name. That's his that real name. Out. His yeah. real name? His real name. All right. It's not like Richard Warlock. It's Dick Warlock. I'm his sure it's Richard like, no. Warlock. And he's just like, if you have a chance to go as Dick Warlock, aren't you going to? And he's right. <laughs> yeah. That's so fair. he's the stuntman who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. And he's oh. actually credited as assassin in the credits. So he's one of the uh, suits. The mandroids? The mandroids. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. Garn Stevens, who plays Marge Gutterman, refused to wear the prosthetic mask after the misfire. So, like, the portion that kind of covers her face uh, because she was too claustrophobic. So, it's actually a body double that we used to complete that scene. Uh, but okay. even weirder, she was currently married to the man playing Dr. Chalice. Wait, what? what? That's his okay, wife. Okay. Woman. That's, That's, his his on. That's his actual wife in real life. Hang on. Hang on. That means that as she's dying in the movie, this man's wife, he is next door banging someone who's 24 years younger and literally says, like when she says, what was that? He goes, don't who worry cares? about it. Yeah, yeah, don't who cares? Yeah, don't worry about it. That's what it is. So if you're wondering. If you're wondering how Stonehenge and, and Magic and Pogs work for this plan. Uh, I was, Paige. I was wondering. We all were. So during a 2013, <laughs> during a 2013 panel at a uh, horror convention in Pasadena, it was the 35 Years of Terror Halloween convention in Pasadena, California, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, the director of the film, was asked by the moderator to explain, because he's also the sole credited screenwriter, even though multiple people worked on this film, including John Carpenter, and then he kind of rewrote uh, Tommy Lee Wallace wrote a bunch of stuff to basically do the end rewrite. So he was asked to explain the connection between Stonehenge, Ireland, robots, and laser beams that both melt flesh and produce bugs and snakes from the human body. And his response was, 
it's magic, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the whole response. He's sick and tired of being asked that question. And that checks yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's right. It is magic. I mean. Yep. Yeah. So the original writer of the story, as I mentioned, multiple people contributed, uh, was a man named Nigel Neal. But he sued the producers to take his name off the movie after seeing how violent it was. Oh, wow. He was like, I hate this trash. Yeah. This movie's not even that violent. I know. It's not really that violent. It's not. Uh, Tom Atkins, the man who plays Dr. Chalice, got pneumonia during this film for most of shooting. So that's why he looks terrible. Like, <laughs> like he's, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's also 47 with a very yeah. unnatural hairstyle. Uh, yeah. But he also had full-blown pneumonia. That's hilarious. Yeah. And he I mean, still almost saved somebody. Still almost saved somebody. <laughs> he almost saved one person in this movie. <laughs> one, yeah. Uh, the stuntman with the drill who kills the coroner actually injured her the first time they tried to shoot the scene the drill got caught in her hair and pulled a chunk of her hair out with part of her scalp so there was actually supposed to be a close-up of the drill going in her ear but she didn't feel comfortable obviously after being injured and, and she got injured so badly they had to wrap and shoot the next day so the director ends up doing the stunt himself instead of the stuntman and we lose that close-up shot Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. It was still honestly a pretty creepy shot though, because you see their feet like, yeah, yeah, it's and then stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and last one. So in the Shannon Motel registry, uh, Harry Grimbridge, who's Ellie's dad, noted the location of his shop as Sierra Madre, California, and that's where they actually shot the toy shop. Now Sierra Madre is in Southern California. The rest of this movie takes place in Northern California, meaning it would be like an eight-hour drive for them to like go to the toy store and then come back. And they did it all like in one day. And they did it all in like one day. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I don't believe in geography. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Neither did this movie. And that is the end of our fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Paige. You guys want to talk some box office? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you think the budget for this movie was? I remember the last time we talked about it. I don't remember the number, but I remember being <laughs> shocked by it. Okay. I'm going to say $3 million. All right, Mikey, what do you think? $10 million. It was $2.5 million. Paige was much closer. <laughs> it, opened, it opened on October 22nd, which is a good time for this to come out. 1982, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was second at the box office the week it came out. The f- number one movie was Rambo First Blood. Which is a Mikey favorite. It is a Mikey favorite. Uh, and Rambo First Blood made $6.6 million. Halloween 3 was, of course, number two that weekend. And it made $6.3 million. So it was pretty close. And then after that was a um, number three was Monsignor. And then it was number four was an officer and a gentleman. And then E.T. had been in the theaters for like a year and a half. But it was still number five. So E.T. went on to make like. $798 million worldwide. Like crazy so like it made amounts a of money. Shitload of money. Yeah, yeah. So it was in the theaters forever. So it's crazy. This is obviously the better film. <laughs> clearly, Mikey, clearly. So it made $6.3 million its first weekend out. What do you think it made total at the box office? I'm going to say 40 mil. Okay, Mikey, what do you think? 20? It made 14 point four million million at the box office. I mean, it made its budget back, but that's still not great. It made a lot more than its budget back. Honestly, yeah. it's not that bad. If you adjust for inflation, it's around $40 million-ish mm-hmm. dollars now. But, I mean, it's made a lot of 
a lot of money in DVD and Blu-ray and like I mean I paid two ninety nine for it twice on Amazon Prime. Same. So it got yeah, I got money for me twice. You can buy it for six dollars. I'm not gonna do that. I should have, and the first time I was just like, I'm not gonna need this. And and I I should have just I should have just bought it. But I bought it straight up and I was like, so glad. I mean (laughs) No regrets. I'm honestly glad, Mikey, that you now have some positive male role models in your life. <laughs> Rough. But, that, but that's box office. Like, Mikey, this you this do is it? what my dad was doing. <laughs> it is fully. I think this is why you like it so much. You're like, oh, dad. But, Mikey, let's, let's do that scary scale. All right, scary scale. Uh, so the scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film watching it this time. Yeah. Um, our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's not a rating of quality, but just how scary we are at the time of watching it. Paige. Uh, one. Um, this is a yeah. solid one for me. It's gonna be a one for me, dog. It's gonna be a one for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's just not a scary movie. It is. It is about a scary movie. It's... Now, this is normally when we would do. What are we watching next week? Right. Right, and if you listen to this past week, you'll know that Monday is Tale of Two Sisters. Yes. Yeah. So that episode actually drops on Patreon in two hours. If you're a Patreon member, and then Monday for everyone else, um, the non-director's cut drops Monday for everyone else. But I just want to say thank you, everyone, for coming and watching us live and yeah. paying money. Yeah. And like, Actually, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, and for those who joined the Discord, thank you so much for joining the Discord. It's been interesting to see the chat go crazy during this, so thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, this late night. Sorry the show went a little late. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty close to where we expect it to be, but still, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with it. So, I guess... Is that going to be it for us? That, that's going to be it for us. That's going to be it for us for this week. Uh, so I'm just going to say happy Halloween. <laughs> yes. Happy Halloween and have a good. Now it's Christmas season. Yeah. Now you can start yeah. listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies. Somebody call Armando is glaring at me from the, the, like, <laughs> the soundboard. Uh, all right, guys. Love you, Mina. Don't get arrested. We'll see you guys Monday in your feed.